Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. Welcome one and all to another edition of After Hours with Yif and Luby here on the Believe Network. Today we are honored and privileged to talk to two big time players in Hollywood. Part, uh, I guess co-creators with a nice group, uh, also executive producer, director, and stars of the new AMC series, Cooper's Bar. We have Ray Seahorn and Lou Mastillo with us today. Good morning, good afternoon. How are you guys doing? Good morning, good afternoon. All righty. Hello. Hi. Hi. Okay, so I am a big fan of both of you, and I'm sort of sad I only have a short window with each of you. Uh, Lou loved you as Vince and Mike and Molly in, in The Sopranos, and Ray as Kim Wexler in uh, Better Call Saul, also in Veep, all the things both of you have done. I uh, appreciate your time here. want to talk to you about Cooper's Bar as it was just released on AMC, uh, you, the YouTube channel, AMC uh, as well. So, Kim, you're executive producer, director, star. Uh, Lou, you're actually one of the co-creators. Flo, how did this project come together? All in a, a workout class in the morning in L.A. While <laughs> That's great. That's the truth. And um, so we all went to the same 9 o'clock class, and, and we didn't really know each other, and then we would start to say hello after class, and we all got to know each other. And um, I have this weird backyard in L.A., and I had invited David and Hannah, who are the writers, producers, and David is also, David Connolly is also in, in Cooper's Bar, and we went to my backyard, and they both loved it, and David kept saying, we, we got to do something back here, we got to do something back here, and he came up with a script, and we asked Ray, and Ray was very enthusiastic, and so we did a 10-minute short, and it evolved into uh, AMC Liked It, and and here we are. <laughs> yeah. Ray, so how was that for you as, uh, Ray, so uh, they bring you in, and they already seem to have the thing ready to go, and you not only come in, but you come in with both fists as you're the executive producer and director behind Cooper's Bar. Yeah, we had, I've been friends with these guys for a long time, as we said, most of them. Um, Nick Morton was uh, the other writer on it, but, uh, We've all known each other for a long time, and um, I guess it's sort of one of the best ways anybody could make something is uh, a bunch of friends that were just making each other laugh, um, with, you know, and having a good time together. And then and then people liked it, and we kept going. And uh, I have worked with um, new play development in the the my former life in theater um, for years and years and years, and I very much like doing development and working with writers so that was a that was a big fit for me um and then i wanted to direct uh, a couple of them so we just kept going and kept going and had a blast pulling it all together talking with yeah, Ray. we didn't it yeah. was it was not in the original uh workout class but then we, yes. <laughs> we 
we invited Nick back to the yard, and he went, oh, yeah, let's, let's. he was all excited. So um, Nick came aboard, and uh, and here we are. So we're talking with Ray Seahorn and Lou Mastillo right now on AMC.com, AMC YouTube channel. I was lucky enough to see the short, and I loved it. It was classic. I got to say, both of you have done theater, movies, and television. We'll start with you, Ray, and then Lou. How do you differentiate those? You know, what, what, you know, where do you consider yourself as when it comes to an actor? What is your, what do you, would you prefer to be involved in, whether it's theater, television, movies? Is there, do you differentiate it at all, Ray? Um, <clears throat> the preference uh, to me is, it, it is a non, uh, a non-starter because it's more about the script, you know, and mm. some, some things are better on stage. Some things are meant to be, um, Cinematic. Some things are meant to be theories, and uh, I don't. I don't choose projects based on that. Um, and I have thoroughly enjoyed doing all three. Um, as far as differentiating it as your process, that's more about uh, figuring out what the tone of a show is and the medium. You know, if there's if you're going to be allowed close up, then you can modulate your performance in a way where you can. Um, allow the audience in in a way that you can't if you were doing an arena style you know stage so there's just adjustments like that but you i mean the basics of what's your objective what's your obstacle what are the given circumstances all the all all our active 101 work you, you put it into any of those things lou you've done you did a one-man show you've been a part of the sopranos mike and molly which is more of a network sitcom how does it work for you? Well, are you just happy to do anything? Like, you know, how does it work for you when it comes to your projects? I, well, I have to say, I can't really put it any better than Reagan. <laughs> I, yeah, if it, it's basically the word. And if um, somebody comes to you and says, here's a play, and you read it and it, it speaks to you, then I'm headed for the theater um, to, do the, to do a play. If, um, comes your way uh, in terms of film. Uh, there are adjustments, like Ray said, and you get to know the camera a bit. Um, you know, the, the sitcom world, the four-camera world in front of an audience is a bit of a height reality, and that can be a little bit of a balancing job. The, the thing you can't, what I learned there is the same as I took from theater, is when you do anything in front of a live audience, whether it's being filmed or not, and it's a comedy, you can't ask for the last, you have to play the scene, um, and so it's very similar in that way. Uh, whenever there's people there laughing or responding to what you're doing, if you start to play to the audience, you're doomed. That's what I learned on Mike and Molly. You have, you have to play the scene. Once you start playing the joke, it it it, it doesn't it, it doesn't fly. Jimmy Burroughs used to say that all the time you come up and you say play the scene guys you're playing the joke play the scene and I always remember that but I I, I, I love it all uh, there's not a medium that I don't enjoy because I like to work but um, to quote what Ray just said he's correct if it's there in the script then I'm, I'm there before I let you go, Ray, I would be remiss. I'm a huge Better Call Saul fan, and I know you're part of Veep and other really big things. But Better Call Saul has been become one of the most iconic shows off of Breaking Bad. A lot of people feel it's even better in many ways than Breaking Bad. How's it been to be a part of this? is the last season now on AMC of uh, Better Call Saul. How's it been to be a part of something so special? Uh, it's 
I, I'm, I have immense gratitude for having been part of uh, that, that universe. Um, it's the most wonderful group of people uh, on top of some of the best writing I've ever read and the greatest role of my career. So I, I can't overstate enough uh, how grateful I am for it, but also for the, for the fans. There are people that will, you know, you can, do, you can be doing the best work of your life and, and no one's watching it. And our fans have uh, shown up um, and critics as well. And the reception that we've had and the reception for my character that was not originally from the Breaking Bad universe has been um, so lovely and so uh, warm and, uh, and now complex. Because now fans want to talk to me about what's, what's going to happen to her, what's going to happen to her, which is fun. It's a lot of fun. Exactly. I know we're long. Appreciate your time. Again, Cooper's Bar out now. AMC.com, ABC, YouTube, Ray Seahorn, Lumisilla. Thank you so much. Good luck. Hopefully I get to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. Huge fan. That's the only thing that sort of stinks about some of these interviews, and especially when they double it up. Not only we have seven minutes, um, but we have seven minutes, and there's two of them. And it's funny. You, you hear the name Lumisilla, probably. I, I, would, I would say you probably don't know by name. But if you watch Mike and Molly, the character Vince is great. <laughs> like, he does a really good job. And he also was highly involved in The Sopranos as well. And Cooper's Bar, they actually sent me uh, that short that they talked about that turned into the series, is really entertaining. You know, it's low-key. It's not a lot of characters. It's not a lot of, you know, a lot going on. But it's really, it's well-written and it's really funny. And if you watch Better Call Saul, uh, Ray Seahorn, you know who she is. Now, she was a big part of Veep, which is another all-time great, television series she's been in movies she's acted on broadway and in theater and so you you probably would recognize her no matter from many of her roles but better call saul is going down as one of the greatest shows ever breaking bad for most of us including myself if it's not the best show it's like top five shows ever better call saul is right there and a lot of people do think it's better in many ways and Kim Wexler, Ray Seahorn, is a huge part of that show she does an amazing job with that character and the fact that she it seems like she's embraced really strong female, not only roles, but lead roles. It's impressive. And I did want to get to that more with her. But again, when you have seven minutes, eight minutes, and there's two of them, you really can't get into the individuals so much. But I appreciate their time. Cooper's Bar is really good. And I saw the short. It's out now. AMC.com, AMC's YouTube channel. Check it out. Ray does a really good job. She is the executive producer, director, one of the creators. Also, Lou Mastillo is one of the creators and the star. He's Cooper in Cooper's Bar. A really entertaining show. We're in an interesting time in the world where we need some fun, need some funny. That show brings it lighthearted, and they sort of go after it, and it's a good time. And it's more simple. A lot of these shows that I watch a little bit more in depth, it's simplistic, but that it's funny. Simplistic doesn't mean bad. Simplistic just means... Good in another way. And I really enjoyed Cooper's Bar from what I saw so far. The first episode already aired. It's going to be a six-episode series on AMC.com and AMC's YouTube channel. So appreciate Ray Seahorn and Lou Mastillo joining us today here on After Hours with Diff and Luby on the Believe Network. Last night was game five of the NBA Finals. It was a breakfast as the Warriors shot nine of 32 from three. The Celtics shot 11 of 32 from three, meaning they both shot a lot of threes. They both were ass from three, and they kept shooting. Steph Curry was the story as he went 0 for 9 from three for like the first time in forever. After an amazing performance in game four, a tremendous series, he had a tough night, but he was picked up by Andrew Wiggins, who led 
the Warriors in scoring. Klay Thompson actually hit five threes, and he was second in scoring. And then Curry drafted in after that. Draymond was a little better, but not great. Jordan Poole had his moments. But the story of the night was really the Celtics' turnovers. I mean, they were in double-digit turnovers, and when they're over 16 turnovers, they've lost all but one game this pl- these playoffs, and that included last night. Jason Tatum was not especially good. The fourth quarter, he was horrendous. Andrew Wiggins was the star of the night because he was great defensively, really held Jason Tatum in check, especially in that fourth quarter when the Warriors finally sort of pulled away. It was a nip-and-tuck game. Warriors started really strong, but then the Celtics got back in it. And the third quarter, where the Warriors have owned the third quarter of this series, the Last night, the Celtics did. The Celtics shaved a 12-point halftime deficit to two in a matter of less than two minutes, and by the end of it, had a lead for the majority of that quarter. The On the last second buzzer beater from Jordan Poole, the Warriors had a one-point lead after three, but it felt like the Celtics were in that game, and it was going to be a dogfight until the end, until the middle of the fourth, when the Warriors started to slowly pull away, and then by about the two, three-minute mark, the game was in double digits, and the game seemed to be over. Warriors now lead 3-2. The series heads back to Boston for game six this Thursday. Look, I've had the Warriors in six the entire time. Nothing's changed up for me. I'm still, look, Clay was better, but still not really good. Steph, who's been great in this series, was had an issue. And it's something Devon and I talked about in our morning show. It's like the three-point ball is fine. I get it. But to me... If it's not falling, stop forcing it. I understand shooters. You shoot till you hit. Eh, do you have to? You know, like, yeah, if it, yes, if you're in rhythm and you get a three, fine. But to say, Curry was just jacking up stuff. And I get it. He shoots long threes. But, yeah, he shoots long threes in rhythm when he's feeling it. Last night, he was not feeling it. Yet he was jacking up not 30-footers, 35-footers. And jacking up stuff not off of a screen. With the ball in his hand, shooting up a shot. That's not his thing. His thing is coming off screens, catching wide open, or catching with some space, shooting. He was forcing it last night, and you could see it. And it was interesting that the rest of the Warriors were able to sort of prop him up and get that win. The Celtics struggled mightily last night, and we'll, we'll see if that translates to game number six this Thursday. Wednesday night, the NHL Stanley Cup Finals hit the ice. You have the Avalanche Lightning. Lightning looking for their third straight Stanley Cup, which no one cares about because not only hockey's not a big deal, but hockey out of... Western Florida is definitely not a big deal when it comes nationally. The Avalanche are a monster. They are have been dominant in these playoffs, so we'll see if the three-time the three-time champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, can make it a fourth Stanley Cup victory, or the Avalanche, who have won a, a ton uh, early in their time in the 90s, uh, have had a resurgence, and they've been really dominant this season. We'll see which force rules out. The Live Golf Tour had its opening action this past weekend. This upcoming weekend, we have the U.S. Open, it is not a live golf tour event, but it's not a PGA tour event either. It's a USGA event. Because it's USGA, the PGA has no say. USGA is letting the live golfers play. So it's going to be interesting to see the uh, Chambeau and Mickelson and Nah and all the uh, Schwartz, Charles Schwartzel. I uh, have all of them come back. They just left. We'll see what the re- reception is from the crowd. Well, it's in uh, Massachusetts, <laughs> usually pretty diehard Americans. So we'll see how they receive the golfers who supposedly were traders and are already back playing in an American tour. We'll see how that goes over. We have a lot the rest of this week. As again, we will have the NBA Finals Thursday. Defoe will be back tomorrow with me. Check us out each and every morning. You can just uh, South Florida Live, Google YouTube, check us out, The Defoe Show with Luby. 
Again, search on YouTube, search on Google, The Defoe Show with Luby, or look up South Florida Live as well. We do a show each and every morning live, 7 to 9. Also, check us out, our South Florida content, The Five Reasons Sports Network, and here, more days than not, after hours of Defoe and Luby, on the Believe Network, as Defoe likes to say, each and every day, no matter if you're the Celtics and you had a ton of turnovers, or you're the Warriors, and you're Steph Curry, and you couldn't hit the side of a barn last night, you gotta believe. Hey folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand cut every day, everything, and I mean everything is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.